Singles Only Podcast Time. My name is Paul Farber. I am your host. On this episode, we have entertainer, speaker, producer, writer, author, Miss Francois. This is a fun episode. If you're listening to this, you can go watch it on YouTube because it was done via Zoom. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Subscribe to the Singles Only section. We're on multiple platforms. We're trying to streamline that for 2021. I don't know where you're listening right now, but go check it out. Make sure it's Singles Only and subscribe. Um, Review us if you haven't reviewed us in a while. And uh, come see me live. PaulFComedy.com has all my dates. I will be in Florida in St. Petersburg this week, and then I'm back in Chicago and Rosemont in May. So check it out. And as always, check out our sponsors. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm, so in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially, so don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I'm so excited. We're doing this podcast via Zoom. Uh, I'm excited for our guests. If you haven't already subscribed and all that stuff, uh, but you guys already heard that on the intro, uh, our next guest or our guest tonight is an entertainer, speaker, producer, writer, author. She's amazing. I've only gotten a few minutes to talk to her, but I'm already excited to talk to her because we disagree about some stuff. Please, please welcome... Miss Francois. Wait, I don't get any applause or anything. <laughs> Everyone is applauding. <laughs> so, so for those hi, of you, <laughs> hi, Miss Francois. For those of you that are listening, you might want to go onto my YouTube page at Paul F Comedy to watch this. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Miss Francois, you're lovely to do this show. I really appreciate it. Uh, you, I already looked you up. You already have. You're also an expert on relationships. Well, make sure I'm an expert at after the relationship has ended. Okay. I don't, I'm not in a relationship, so I'm not an expert in relationships, just getting over them. You're good at getting over them, right. That's right. You <laughs> talked about uh, ways to get over a breakup, how to keep a long distance relationship. We'll get into all that stuff. Why is it that you're so good at uh, recovering from the relationships, but you're not good at keeping them? What's your, what, do, what do you see as the flaw? 
Uh, a lot of, uh, for me personally, and I think it even goes to other people is, is how you feel about yourself. And that's why a lot of things should focus on personal development, like loving yourself, understanding what exactly you want and you need in your life. Because a lot of times when you get into relationships, you females, especially we're so emotional, we focus on that other person and then we lose ourselves a lot of the times. Well, I think a lot of people uh, at some point in a relationship, whether it's one year in or 10 years in, you do lose yourself. Uh, a lot of your personal growth st is stifled in a relationship. That's my argument on the podcast. Well, apparently that's your relationships. <laughs> you kind of agreed with me in a way that, you know, people, um, you know, you lose yourself, you lose some of your, uh, your growth, your individual growth when you're combined with somebody, no matter in any situation, I think that happens. My thing is, it's okay. I, I don't want to say lose. To me, when you're with that person, they're both supposed to be adding. So you should both be growing. It's now you're just growing together instead of separate. Okay, fair enough. I know I sound very smart. Just as beautiful as I look, I sound very intelligent. Your accent. When you say, you can say anything you want, and we're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> she's pretty smart. got an accent. Um, so what, let's, let's talk about you personally then. What was the longest relationship you've been into, Miss Francois? Seven years. Okay, seven years. We're going to get back to that magic number. <laughs> I know, that's funny. A point of contention with you and I about my contract idea, but when did that end? Let's let's start with that. What, was that oh, your that, relationship? That was one of my earlier, you know, your first love, love of your life kind of stuff. So that ended many moons ago, like maybe 15 plus years ago. And one of the, that seven-year relationship should have ended on the second year. But again, you lose yourself and you make up excuses for the person. And then it just stretched on to that period of time. I hope okay. you're watching. Okay. <laughs> what was the last time you were in a, in a relationship? How long a serious relationship, 2018. 2018. And how long yeah. was the relationship? The, well, that's when it ended, I should say. So it was 2016 to 2018. So like a year and a half. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and how did, why did that end? Let's start with that one. Well, he liked prostitutes and I didn't. <laughs> he, he liked them on his own or he liked to, he wanted No, he to... liked them on his own. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then... I, didn't feel like, I didn't feel like catching an STD at the time. So I yeah. had to let that go. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and then the other one. Uh, so in the last two years, it's been two and a half years now. Have you gone on dates or how are you meeting people? Okay. Now? Obviously, you're not seeing what I look like. Okay. This is five, five. Okay, caramel complexion, total perfection. Okay, so of course I've been on several dates. Who wouldn't want to date me? So I don't have a, pr a problem attracting the person. I have a problem picking the person because okay. they could be out there's always a long line, but I just be picking. Oh my goodness, I'm just bad at picking. So okay. I've had little stints here and there. And I think as time progressed, compared to when you were 16 or 25, you hold hands, you go to McDonald's, you go to the movies, you're in love. Now is like, where's your resume? What are the benefits in your job? It's so it's so different when you're dating at an old yeah when you're older or more yeah. mature. It's just totally different. Well, do you are you when you say you're having a problem picking them? Are there are you picking the guys and you like them, and then something pops up after a couple of dates, and you're like, okay, next? Or is it a situation where you're attracting all these guys and they're they're the bad they're bad, and you realize? No. No, no, there's a mixture. What I do, what I realized recently when I like spoke to someone a few months ago is that 
say they tell me something like you you can make love to my brain so sometimes you tell me the right things i'm in love and i don't wait long enough to see the action that follows and when I, when i'm not even seeing the action i'm making up excuse well he's gonna do that next month and he's gonna do that next week and time keep passing and nothing's necessarily wrong with the person but as Maya angelo says I, when someone shows you who they are believe them i just don't believe them you you fall for what you, you hear what you want to hear and then you just you're you're your eyes are focused on the good and then you don't you don't see the red flags that are popping up. Oh my god, you should be my therapist. I I'm telling I'm a dating expert. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> we're, not, we're not some idiot over here, Mr. <laughs> so okay, so how are you meeting these guys? Are you using apps? Are you meeting them in real life or both? So um I mean I'm old school and new school. So I do the online dating. I do you go to the laundromat, someone meets you. I Before COVID, I did a lot of conferences. Even now, there's a, still a lot of stuff with Zoom. It's so to me, I meet them any and everywhere. So there's not one particular place that I meet someone. Okay. And what are the what are the type of guys that you generally are attracting, whether it's physical uh, appearance or... COVID? Okay, so my man looks just like Trevor Noah in my head. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you see Trevor Noah, that's what my man's supposed okay. to look like. So that's your <laughs> physical type. Physical type, but also what why I said Trevor Noah, very educated, intelligent, because as I said, you could be a little ugly, but at least you have to be able to make love to my brain. Sure. Okay? So I, I don't mind talking to a Trevor Noah, but if he starts to speak things that doesn't make any sense or, or speak in a certain dialect, I'm not into yo, 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 or let me talk to you. Oh, you can't talk to me. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a level, but Trevor Noah is overall my kind of guy. You know him? Yeah, I don't know him. Actually, my friend is his his opener uh, for all his shows on the road before COVID. So okay, so then him. you need to be hooking things up, okay? Ah. This is a reason. <laughs> no, I don't have that kind of pull. I think he's married, isn't he? No, he's not. Okay, he not too long broke up with a girl. So I was like, that's my end. Okay. So you <laughs> what if the guy looks like Trevor Noah? Why can't you just date someone who looks like him and is also uh, educated? Right. No, that's fine. That's what I said. He right. just Trevor Noah. Look, that's what I'm typically attracted to, but I'm pretty much open. So I don't go, okay, if you don't look like Trevor Noah, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm open. That's why I say, if you can make love to my brain, then you have an end. What are the ways that are people have made love to your brain? That What are the, the, the things that all of a sudden make you go Okay, so I'm very driven. So my thing is I like for you to talk about the goals that you have accomplished in the past. And again, we continue to evolve. So there must be new goals that you're going going up against or going, you know, trying to reach. So that's one of the things that I totally love. So goal-oriented, driven kind of person, that's sexy to me. Okay, so um, so you hear all that and then you're all, all in, but then you forget that sometimes people have personal goals or uh, professional goals, and those don't necessarily uh, correspond with priorities. No, it, you know what it is? Someone will tell me, like, I dated someone, tell me all his goals, all the things he's going to do, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God, wow. Then say he's going to start a business. He'll start all the paperwork, then don't file it right? Or he'll take a long period of time. And I'm someone that encourage people. So sometimes I'm like, okay, they need a little nudging. Then he'll find the paperwork, but then don't do anything for another six months. Okay. You know, and I keep thinking it's going to happen. So I stay there longer because I'm believing in him more. I believe in them more than they believe in themselves. So okay, but if oh, that's just draining me. But if they're professionally successful or driven, 
how does that translate into prioritizing a healthy personal relationship with you? Because, okay, so being that they're driven, I'm also driven. So they understand, except, example, beside my regular job, I have a TV show and all the other things that I'm doing. Right. So I believe some that's driven and goal-oriented understand, would understand the things that I'm doing and right. not go, not saying, oh, well, you're too busy or you don't have time. It's more like understanding and communication. Yeah, and no, that's great. And I, and I like that you said that. I think for me as well, I like to date people that are driven. They have their own shit going on. So I don't have to, you know, we're all, there's no guilt that we're not spending time together. Yes. Because I've had that already. Like, yeah. oh, you, you just have me here. You're not, but that's because you're not doing anything in your right. life. So now I'm supposed to be texting you every two seconds. Like, yeah, I just walked out the store. Yeah, I'm just coming in the house. Yeah, I'm just going to the bathroom. Come now. <laughs> well, that's, that's also why reason, one reason that I prefer to have a long distance relationship, because I feel like that distance gives you the honeymoon period where your relationship is always healthy and happy and fun. You don't have to deal with the, the drama and the work of a relationship. And also you're working on yourself. They're working on themselves in 1000 miles away. Right now, Paul, you're making love to my brain. Go ah, ahead. Well, I know you said that you wrote in, in your, uh, that you, you wrote five ways to keep a long distance relationship working. Right, because I've had long distance relationships before. And you know what, again, communication, long distance relationship, number one is definitely communication. If you don't have that, you don't have anything, you know, because let's be real, you could have a guy that's next door and he's cheating and you don't even know he's cheating. Right. So, you know. What, what do you, are you looking for a monogamous traditional relationship with one person or do you want to have a guy in every, uh, in every uh, continent? Okay, I'm just, I'm leaving the show now. <laughs> As they say, traditional, just, just one, one and one. one. Yes. Okay. But, but why do you, do you think that that works? Cause I mean, you're a smart woman, you know, that, uh, it's not, uh, it's not okay, natural. Well, whatever you into, that's what you into. If the, if the other thing works for you, great for you. But this is what I say. Everybody is different and it have some men out there that doesn't, don't mind having one person. Cause in their mind, they can't share their woman, you know, who share me. So to me, to each his own. If you like 12 different women and a woman in every state or country, that's fine. I, my thing is I'm not going to judge you, but don't try to force your thing on me. Right, I want one, one man, one penis, one vagina. That's it. Okay. Well, you, you, want, you don't want to share your guy with anybody. Yeah. So are not going to be sharing. You're not. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to go to jail. Correct. Well, that's, <laughs> do you want to get married? Is that your goal? Yes, that is my goal. Thank you. Why? Why do you want to get married? What do you mud? <laughs> you can swear. I don't care. <laughs> Why? What? What's the? What's the purpose? Tell me. I, I think part of it is the way I I grew up. Also, as yeah, so I grew up in church. Now my parents are not together, but I think for the for the main part of my like nurturing years in the beginning, like see coming home and seeing my mom, my dad, that that whole mom dad situation i think i do love that for me it's more home some is a certain loving environment is that's what i understand and that what i gravitate to so that's something that i would want for myself because it means something to me when did your parents uh separate oh thank god they separated that was a long time ago i was like 11. okay so you were young when they separated okay yes and and where did you grow up in trinidad and tobago 
Yeah, that's great. One of the greatest islands on earth and the 10 sexiest accents in the world. Thank you. My ex-girlfriend in uh, in college was from Trinidad. Her father was from Trinidad. And he was, a, uh, he was the swimmer in your Olympics. He get silver medal against- Oh, Olympics. really? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember I met, I, that was a long time ago as well. But it's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful country. I've never been there. I didn't make it to the invite level of the relationship. <laughs> I wonder who Paul that was, Paul. That's probably my fault. I was oh, okay. young. I was 21 years old. But um, oh, that's the excuse we're using. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. And also, she uh, started dating someone that was uh, much better looking and and uh, much handsomer and much more successful than I was. So <laughs> and maybe that's why I have a show now. <laughs> that's the start of a of a pattern. But okay, so you want to get married? Uh, you like the traditional idea. Um, do you want, do you want to have children? Do you want to, what's the, no, I, I do definitely have one, the family and my for instance, I have eight brothers and sisters. So again, growing oh. up in that kind of environment, I still, cause even when I was small, my mom tell me stories, how I wanted to have 10 kids. And I was the, the child that I could cook. I could sew. So that's what I helped my brothers. Like when my mom left, I was the one taking care of my brothers and my sisters at that time. So I just think it's something that I fell into, but something that I, I love. It's just I can't find it when I'm older and grown. It, I don't know what the problem is. Where, Do you know where what are you in the birth order of the family? Are you the oldest? I'm the third born. Third? Okay. Yeah, but I'm still the boss, so it don't really matter. The oldest uh, woman? Or, um, or, no, I have a, bro a brother and a sister and then me. Okay, so you're a middle child. Okay, that makes sense. Well, it's uh, well, not oh, really many. Many. Yeah. <laughs> well, but what, yes. What, I, I just don't understand what, um, hmm. Okay, so you, are your brothers and sisters, are they all married? Are they in relationships? Yeah, most, most of them are actually. Okay. It's only one of them just like have whoring tendencies, but most of them <laughs> <laughs> is married and have kids and stuff like that. What What's a whoring tendency to you? What's, what is the definition? So a whoring tendency is one woman inside, one woman right outside. They might end up fighting that, that kind of whoring behavior. And by the time you walk down the street, somebody else waiting down the street for you, that, that's a different level. He's got girls in all different zip codes. It makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, he looks like me, so it makes sense, but still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and are your, are your uh, brothers and sisters, are they happily married, do you think? Are all of them in happy marriages? Anything. Honestly, yes. I, one of my, especially one of my sisters, I actually admire how their relationship is because they have one daughter and like everything they do, they tend to do as a family. And you don't see that that often, you know, and it's genuine. So that one, I definitely admire. And my brother, the way he treats his, cause that's my sister and my, one of my brothers, the way he treats his wife and the way he talk about his wife, you would swear she was the only woman in the entire world. Oh, and especially when you coming from, uh, you know, your brother, it's, it's kind of weird, but you know, cool. But I respect him for that. Have any of them been married for over seven years? They've been together for a long time, but marriage as in the document. Let me see. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody is at, yeah, like five years, but they've been together with the person way longer. I know, but I think the seven year of a marriage is the-, uh, is the Yeah, that's your number. 
Yeah, you said now you said you disagree. I for those of you who haven't listened before, I've talked about it before. I want to create a seven-year renewable marriage contract to take away the pressure of marriage being till death do you part and to take away the shame of divorce and also to keep the relationship, you know, exciting in the contract year. You know, baseball players, their contract year, they have they try to work harder if they want to stay on the team and get a better contract. Um, and then people that give up on the team, they just, you know, they sit it out. They say, I'm just going to, I'm going to wait these last six months out, let the contract expire. Hands clean. Your hands are clean to the relationship. You walk away. What's oh, yeah, they see that I'm your eyes. Tell me, tell me why you disagree okay. with this. So first of all, a marriage is not baseball. There's many other people in a team like baseball. Sure. So I don't know what thing you're trying to Okay. Comparison. But my thing is, just like you said, the seven year taking the pressure off, I hear the taking the pressure off, but at the same time, that could actually be a negative because at the same time, you're like, thank God, the seven year is coming. I could get rid of this person. Right. You see, I, feel, I feel like the same thing you're saying, it's just, it just could happen the opposite. Because I'm like, seven years coming. I really don't like how she comb my hair, how she snores at the night. Thank God, I could just cancel everything and just move on and get something else no then you have a you have a negotiable a notion negotiable uh issue to resolve say hey i like this agreement everything's good there's two issues i have number one you chew with your mouth open number two i don't no, know no, no. what you're saying that. no but it should to me since it's a relationship you're supposed to be working on this all the time you shouldn't be waiting for the seventh year to be talking about this Right, but you, I mean, obviously during the seven years of the community, you're still communicating with your spouse. Right, but but it sounds like even though you're communicating at the seventh year, you're like, aha, so let me get my folder, let me get my book, let me get the videotape and all the things that you do and didn't do. If there's no videotape, it's just, uh, you, don't, you don't need exhibits. You just say, hey, I told you in year three, I don't like your snoring. I don't like uh, your chewing with your mouth open. I don't like that you gain 10 pounds. I want you to work on these things. You're the worst for I'm just saying. These are things I know. <laughs> to me. These are things that people have said to me. So I'm just saying, right. you know, let's, let's, let's try to, those are things that you can. And the thing is, there's a lot of people, like you said uh, earlier, you were in a relationship for seven years. It should have been done the second year. A lot of these people, a lot of people I know are in relationship. They're sticking it out for, you know, whether it's because they want to, for their kids or, uh, or they don't want to get divorced because their, their religion frowns on it or their parents will be disappointed right. in them. There's all this shame and the, and the divorce is the most stressful thing someone can deal with And they listed death and then they divorce as the, as one of the biggest things that people, no, it's a true thing. You're no, like, just what you're saying. <laughs> people. it's like the same thing. I think marriage is like a death sentence, but whatever, you know, it's all, it's but but it's, it to me, I, I I hear you, but to me, it still have to do with the people in it. Because okay. so to me, if you're working on it and you know, it's just like you said that with the pressure off. If you know this is till death do you part, you should be continue to work on it. You should be trying to make it exciting. You should be doing all the kinky stuff to keep that part. You should be working constantly because you know this is you will die here. Yeah. But if you to me, if that seven year gives you a way out, you're not to me, you're not gonna work as hard. I know me, because honestly, I could already see it all oh, seven years. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So anyway, I already packed my bags. The house, I fill I fill out all these forms, just sign here. 
Okay, let's say you're in a successful relationship. Let me give you a, you get married, you're, you're five years into a contract. All of a sudden you read on the news that uh, Trevor Noah has gotten divorced. He was, he's in this hypothetical, he was married. Yes. In the future. <laughs> and you and him run into each other uh, in, on the streets of New York and you guys end up having a good friendship. Nothing, you're not cheating on your husband. She, he's leaning on you as his emotional, his uh, emotional support. And then you guys develop a bond, right? But you never physically act on it, but you're five mm -hmm. years into your uh, marriage. And then all of a sudden you decide, wait a minute, I don't know. I'm, I mean, are you already cheating on your husband because you're emotionally connected to somebody else? Or, mm -hmm. or what do you do? What do you do in that situation? So this is my situation. Even forget the marriage part. Once you're in a relationship or whatever, people be putting themselves into situations. Nothing just happens. A bondo just happened. Nothing to me just happens, okay? okay? First of all, I know I love me some Trevor Noah, right? Sure. What, what the hell I do and be like, oh, we're running. Okay, we have coffee. But then all of a sudden, oh, we have a connection. We're meeting for some dinner. Again, it's supposedly platonic or whatever. Yeah, what you put in your, to me, that's people putting themselves in a situation that something could possibly happen. And then emo, nothing, um, happened. Nothing, right, happened. nothing happened, but nothing happened physically. It happened two years. If you're in my situation, if you're in my marriage, the seven-year contract, two years goes by and you, you have to decide between your existing husband or a possible oh something you, new you and exciting Paul, you never know Paul, you plan you plan you're planning too much and that is wrong you my thing is you planning but just before you sign the the contract you're already planning that you might there's a high possibility of you leaving the contract i'm giving you an example of why a marriage is is an outdated institution the way the traditional marriage is they need to update the you know we update everything else why aren't we updating uh and that's fine and remember in the whole thing in the beginning before you tried to fight me down i said i have no issues with all the updating or whatever but some people even though some people want to update some people don't update their phones right not everybody gonna want to update everything some people like where they are and if it's working then leave those people alone paul leave me alone so so in your situation <laughs> let's just say that happened what are you gonna do if trevor noah you're five years into your marriage uh you're happy it's very comfortable you guys live in uh, new york and you're happy. You guys have coffee every morning together. He's off doing his work. He's a successful uh, stockbroker. Everything's exciting. And then after you know five coffees with Trevor Noah, do you do you just say, "Hey, Trevor, I can't see you anymore"? Well, Even honestly, after the sec up? after the second coffee, I will not be seeing Trevor Noah anymore because I love. Regret that every time you fight with your husband, you're gonna in the back of your head, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck did I do? I should have stuck it out." But you see, you see, but you see how you see who you are already. Again, I do not, you should not be putting yourself in those situations for that even to arise. And if you love your husband or you love your wife, you there's always boundaries. And I think that's people's problem. They don't know where the boundaries lie. And then you know what they say after? It just happened. Oh my God, nothing just happens. Fair enough. So what Thank you, Paul. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Good argument. You, you stuck your gun. I know. What, so you said you're uh, uh, successful at being after a relationship. You're good at that. What, what is it that makes you good at uh, the, 
the time after a breakup or after heartbreak? What, well, I think, uh, first of all, is a certain amount of breakups you've been in, you learn something new about yourself. Relationship is one thing, but you keep learning things about yourself and maybe something that I needed to work on. And because of certain things that I do develop as time goes on, like some of the steps, like having the right friends, their confidence, reaching out to God, meditation, whatever the case might be, it just makes me into a better person. So instead of some people, for instance, get out of a relationship and a year later, they can't wait to tell you, Paul, the same story and it's been a year and they're still not over the situation. So, I mean, it's different things we need to do with so some people just over-focus. So for instance, if I was to get in a relationship, not like now you tr you're supposed to be like somewhat like protecting your heart. Like I'm a kind of person I love hard. So by the time you talk to me the first and second week, I'm in love. I already, I already see the kids, what they're looking like, where we live in, what we're doing. And that's something I have to pull back from. Hey, I'm, I'm a dreamer. <laughs> Are you, do you think that you're projecting that on your relationship or your dates to the guys? Like they see that you're already, the wheels are already spinning when you're, when they're making love to your mind? My, my thing is in the most, I think that's more in the past, in the most recent times, a lot of guys, because I have amazing energy, sure. they're the ones planning those things for me which is a total switch from what it was what it was before but but again because say someone see your potential or not even potential what whoever i am as a person and they're like oh my god she'll make a good wife or she'll do this so they start planning their stuff but at the same time they're not even ready yeah so they're feeding me stuff and sometimes i start to believe and then they're not ready and then when i decide okay maybe this is right all of a sudden they're trying to get their stuff together and that's why i said i have to pay attention that I have to see the work, I work more than the words. Well, in the last relationship you had, it was about two years, but that was you, obviously, you're the one that made the decision to walk away, obviously. Yes, How did you, to stay healthy. Were you, uh, were you upset? Were you kind of relieved to find out what was happening or were you also heartbroken too that you had no, to- No, that, that was heartbreaking because that particular person was the one planning to get go get a house. Like he was planning out the whole future. And being that woman is normally the one planning this stuff. When a man is planning this stuff, you're even more excited. You can't wait to tell your girlfriend, your mom, like, oh my God, he said this. So he's actually planning all these things. And then I always tell someone, I say, honestly, if I did not find out, I would be in a nice little house with a nice little car, well taken care of, me doing my stuff, beautiful kids. And I, I honestly, I would have been happy because honestly, I didn't know because he would, was with me eight days out of the week, 25 hours a day. And you, you're like, when did he find time to do anything? Right. How did he find time? I, sometimes I don't even know, but again, remember I'm busy. So certain times like his sure. job, he would be um, like, they do all that layoff thing ever so often. And I have work. So I guess he found time again, you find time for what you want to do and what you yeah. enjoy. Have you, uh, are you guys shut down there too with the quarantine? What's going on where you're at? Oh, life is regular here. You won't even know you forget. The only time you remember is COVID is when you see someone with a mask, but other than that, where are you? Exactly. In New York. Okay, that's a, are you going on dates? Uh, have you been going on dates? Recently? Oh yeah, I went on one on Monday. I went on one yesterday. <laughs> Where? What's the typical date with Miss Francois? Where do you take them, or where do you allow them to take you? Well, I, I would rather something simple because I'm like I don't I don't like too much dinners because I'm like first of all I have 
first of all, I have to, you know, over just a be cute or whatever. And then next thing, two converse, two sentences in, I can't stand you, your breath stink. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to just walk off and leave you there. So sometimes I just rather like a simple walk in the park or something. But the last, the one I had on Monday, it's two different guys, of course. I know, check me out, hope they're not listening. Then again, I don't really care. On Monday but, or one on Monday? One, one on was Monday and then one was yes, yes Sunday. Sunday, okay. Two dates in a week, what? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So the, Monday was, what was the date? What did you do on the Monday date? You so the make- Monday date, we did meet up somewhere. We meet up halfway and we just had like something to eat, nothing big, nothing that fancy, more like in a bar kind of something. Daytime, nighttime? A nighttime. Okay. So it was like in the evening, like seven o'clock or whatever. It's like a casual dinner. Yeah. And the one yesterday was more, it was at four o'clock, but it was more dinner, dinner. He bought me flowers. I was like, what the hell? First date? Yes. I thought it was awesome. How did you meet these two guys? Tell me. Online. Okay. Which, what do you use? What? Uh, um, right now, well, before I was using a bunch, but I'm um, plenty of fish. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So oh, that's good. I don't know. I've never used that one. So I've used like pretty much almost all of them. Well, how did these two dates end? Are you going to have second dates with Monday, Bob? And, and oh, Monday, Sunday? no, because he was not driven whatsoever. Because if you're 39 and you don't have a driver's license, that's a problem. Okay. <laughs> And talking about uh, oh you why why you women today can't work with men if you can't work on yourself how am I supposed to work with you how do you find out that they're not driven I mean maybe he just had a bad incident with the car what else oh no I I I I, I see that's my problem and normally typically I would make that excuse for the person but it's not that he had an issue with the car he went to get the learner's permit he failed so he never went back so he never had a driver's license. But that was when he was a kid, when he was younger? Or I don't, hey, I didn't hang around long oh, enough to find out. That, that's not my son. <laughs> but that was a deal breaker? You're like, you don't have a That was a deal breaker, okay? Besides that, he didn't have a job, which is fine to me. Uh, if you could give me a, a decent half reason, okay, we, I know we have COVID, but this is my, my mentality. Even if I was to lose my job right now, I have several different things I could fall oh, back on. Which, yeah. You understand? He has nothing to fall back on because... He wasn't, again, to me, even if you, he said the reason he didn't go back to take the test is because he got busy at his job, his 12-hour days. That is an excuse. That is. Uh, does he know that you're not going to go on another day with him yet? Or you think? Oh, yeah. I just texted him and said, we're not a match. And then he was very disrespectful. My thing is, why two people can't have a conversation and be like, okay, we're not a match. Maybe you ask me why. And you move on. His last text to me was, oh, that's how I'm going to be I some other word. And he, I will never find anyone to be happy with. Uh, to me, that's a reflection on you. That's your it's problem. Guys can't, guys have very small egos. So, <laughs> But I, I wasn't even mean. I just said it was not a perfect match. I, I don't, and that's what something you learn. I, it doesn't make sense wasting my time. I find out, I don't want to say wasting it like seven, that's seven years when I could have been done with it in two years. Sure. But I'm not doing that now. I'm I have like two more eggs left, okay? And I'm trying to hold on to them as long as possible. Right now my legs are closed. Two you have two more what left? Two more eggs. <laughs> eggs. <laughs> you have two uh so okay. So that was the first date. What of Sunday? Is he getting a second date? Well, honestly, he was amazing. I don't know if that's something he does wow. all the time. Okay. But all I'll say is even if I never see him again. I take, I am happy that I had an amazing 
Oh, it? And I think that's my attitude now compared to the before. It's like, oh my God, and he's staring at the phone. And why didn't he call? And why didn't he text? That's too much work. And well, that's something. Yeah, it's a positive. You had a good experience. Even with the guy you didn't like, you learned more about yourself too. I mean, it's all these are good. I think the silver line, even bad dates are good dates. For comedians, it's a good date if you get some <laughs> shit anyway. But also, it's just a good, you learn a lot about the situation. What was like, what's a recent date that you've had that you're just like, I'm never doing that again? Like where you learned something from your the thing where you're like, this is like, even if it's a Maya Angelou quote where you're like, oh, I should have seen this coming. Like, what was a date? Did you have a situation like that recently? No, honestly, I've never had like a, a bad date. I mean, I've always, because I, I think it's up to you yourself. Like my attitude is kind of hard to have a bad date with me. I make sure the date that day is great. But as soon as we separate, no. But I've always had good dates. Yeah. I'm a fun person. How did they get to the second date with you then? This guy obviously did. And are you, when are you, when are you attempting the physical relationship with these guys? When are you seeing if there's physical chemistry? Now, I'm not asking like, do you just do it when you know, you know, or do you have like a rule that you're like, all right, I'm not going to do it. Oh, okay. So you're kind of froze that you're talking about like sex. How does sex enter? Just a physical connection, whether there's other things besides sex. Get your mind out of the gutter, Ms. Friends. Oh. I said you froze. I didn't know what you said. <laughs> is part of it but yeah like i think that i've had relationships where you wait too long and then you have no physical chemistry with the person and then and to me that's each individual person because you know you have different relationship expert like steve harvey said the 90 days like everybody have whatever to me at the end of the day it's two people because some people could have sex on the first date or do a bunch of stuff on the first date and then be together forever then the opposite so to me it's two people knowing what they want yeah right and for me, like yesterday, I kissed a guy and that was like amazing. You know, the stuff where everything just moves all over. Yeah. Huh? The stomach, uh, feeling in the stomach. Yeah, like all the tingly stuff. That's, oh, that's awesome. So, so to me, I mean. Did he try to make it more than a kiss? Did he say, come uh, no, I think the kind of person he gave off, he's not that kind of person. Again, he could be saying that in his mind, but whatever he projected was very positive, was very gentleman-like. Like it was raining yesterday. He had the umbrella, making sure he's the kind of guy that opens the door. Or when you're walking on a sidewalk, he makes sure he's at the edge of the sidewalk. So he was a little like old school. So that was kind of nice. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, wow. Maybe this is going to be the, maybe this show is going to be your good luck charm. And this guy, Flower, flowers bob or whatever his name is <laughs> it's gonna be the and, it was, and you know what's the best part with the flowers it wasn't even corner store flowers you know you have those little canteens at the side he looked like he actually went into a floral place and bought it because i was like damn hope he don't go out with every date like this he'd be broke but yeah. it was beautiful well maybe he doesn't go on a lot of dates and maybe not all of them are miss francois so. that is true <laughs> and you do know you do know what mss stands for right no tell me multi-talented and super sexy <laughs> i like it i like <laughs> it well miss Frenzel, we are out of time uh this was so much fun i know we have to have <laughs> you back on the show 100 uh when you have more dating stories or if you have more reasons to disagree with me or <laughs> if you go on a date with trevor noah i need to right <laughs> I'll definitely call you so you can hate on me. <laughs> where, where can people find out more about you and all the different shows and entertaining stuff that you have going on? Well, I make it easy for people. Once you type in the MSS underscore Francois, 
I'm on all social media. So the Instagram, the Facebook, the YouTube channel, the Twitter, anything. MSS Multitalented and Super Sexy Francois and they will find me. Oh, even check out my website. They could awesome. definitely find me. Awesome. Please, everybody, please, please check, check out Miss Francois. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm so glad we connected and I definitely want to stay in touch and hear about your journey, even though I disagree with about 50% of what you said. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for having me, Paul. This was pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to another episode of Singles Only Podcast. Mm -hmm.